I'm Katie. And I'm Steve. And this is the City of Reading Podcast. A lot has happened since our first downtown episode, so it's time for an update. In this episode of the City of Reading Podcast, Steve Bade, Deputy City Manager, and Mark Christ, Housing Specialist with the City of Reading, share the nitty gritty on all things downtown. From parking and the Block 7 project mixed-use development to Diesel Horse to Downtown project and why the decision was made to close Riverside Drive, you'll want to hear all of this. Good things are coming to downtown. I'm Steve I'm the Deputy City Manager, and I oversee the Housing Vision. I'm also the Director of Economic Development and Innovation. And I'm Mark Christ. I'm a Senior Housing Specialist. I've been with the city now for about 20 years, and currently my main role is being the city's project manager for our downtown developments on our housing projects. We're now in April of 2021. Obviously, a lot of excitement has occurred downtown, but but a lot more is still on the horizon. So we wanted to touch base with the two of you to help update the community on what's happening downtown and what's still be looking forward to. So we did have the grand reopening of Market Street, and that was very exciting. And I think the community is starting to check out the new downtown landscape and get exploring downtown, but parking still remains kind of an issue for folks. What's going on with parking currently downtown? Well, uh, in regards to parking, I think we've made a lot of great headway. We're really following what was set forth in the downtown parking strategy. And I would say right now we're in that phase two of that strategy. Like you mentioned, we had Market Center completed. The streets are now opened up. The developments that were projected are in progress. You know, we're hitting, you know, I would say almost every mark within that parking strategy. And so now that these tasks have been completed, we've done a great job of, you know, adding more parking to downtown. And and I think a lot of the community looks back and says, well, you took away 645 spaces on California Street. But what they may not realize is that we've come back and we've replaced those spaces in other locations that were expressed in the downtown specific plan and then also the parking strategy and the transportation plan. So to date right now, we've, we've created public-private partnerships for surface lots on the outlying areas of downtown. And we've added 391 spaces in those partnerships. On street, we've added about 142 spaces. And those are long-term spaces. These are these have been added to that long-term parking capacity. Uh, and then also we've had, with the completion of Market Center, we have the underground parking facility that has 83 spaces um, that are available. Some of those are, you know, within a, the tenants that live in Market Center have a parking permit. And so 33 of those spaces have a parking permit. But, you know, during the day, though, some of those spaces are going to be available, but really you can look at additional 50 open to the public. And so with that, we have about 616 spaces that we've added into the fold. But going beyond that, we're negotiating another parking lease that would add another 38 spaces right in the core of downtown. Plus, we have uh, the parking structure being developed with 398 spaces. You know, overall, we're going to be probably around 1,050 spaces uh, that we've that we've you know completed in a in a really a short period of time. Probably, you know, it'd be about a two year time frame. We've brought back in that many spaces into into the public. Now, some of those are. Uh, you know, a lot of those, I would say, are, are surface lots or street parking that is available long term. Now, if you look at something that's going to be a paid parking, there are some, you know, metered spaces or time restricted spaces in the core. Or you have the underground parking facility, which is available at a dollar per hour or eight dollars per day. We believe that these are time restricted spaces that are affordable and available. I think the parking strategy, how it was projected and the activities that we've completed, are, I think things are going very well. 
So if we're talking about parking, I know that there's a parking structure that's currently under construction. When is that expected to launch? How many parking spaces are available in that? And then are all those parking spaces going to be free, paid, open to the public? How is that parking structure going to function? So the parking structure is scheduled to be completed in early December of this year. As Steve mentioned, there's 398 spaces in the new parking structure. Uh, it will be uh, paid for parking. And those prices are still kind of, they're being worked out with, with an overall parking management plan and they're working on rates. And And Mark, are those, are those rates, are those dictated by the city or by the developer of the property itself? It's a privately owned parking structure. So it's a, you know, it's a, a partnership and we'll work together to determine what those rates will be. And, and again, kind of working within an overall downtown core parking management plan. We're talking about the Block 7 project. Can you update us on the project as a whole? I know, you know, long-term that'll in also include, you know, some residential spaces and, and commercial in addition to the parking garage. Can you update us on the on the project as a whole, kind of where things stand? Sure. So overall, the Block 7 project, as, as we refer to it, includes the redevelopment of the entire California Street parking structure. So all the way from Placer to the south to Hama on the north, California Street on the west side, and then the California Market Alley. And so uh, first up out of the ground, as we just discussed, was the parking structure. And as I mentioned, it is on pace to be completed by early December. Uh, Currently, it's about 50% complete. About every two weeks, there's another significant concrete pour as they move up. Currently, they're working on level four. Concrete work will continue through about the middle of May. And also kind of happening at the same time as we're starting to see some other work besides just concrete. So the steel stairs are going in on the north and south sides. And they're starting to see some plumbing move up through the building for the fire risers and also getting started on some of the elevator construction. So it's moving along again, 50% complete, scheduled for uh, completion in November. The next large piece of the project is the the mixed-use affordable housing project between Cuba and Butte Street, kind of sandwiched again between California and the alley. The project features about 11,000 square feet of uh, retail space on the ground level. And then above that, there are 78 affordable housing units. Overall encompassing the whole project is about 102,000 square feet. And so overall, we're looking at about an 18-month construction schedule for the affordable housing mixed-use building. The next project that's kind of coming up out of the ground is on the north end of the site is the B1 commercial tower. That features about 29,000 square feet overall. It's office and retail space. The ground level includes about 5,500 square feet of active retail space. And then at levels two through five, it's going to be all dedicated to office space. Anticipated construction start for the commercial tower building is in early May and is also tracking on about an 18-month construction schedule. Third big part of the project happening would be the B3 mixed-use commercial and market rate housing facility. It's trailing right behind the B1 project. It's going to be about four levels and probably somewhere around 25,000 square feet. The architecture and engineering is just kind of getting started now. And so we expect to see the completed plans around mid-May. I know um, Modus Studio and DMARC Studio, they, we, we shared on the City of Reading social media channels recently their renderings of, of the project. And they, they look great and they look you know, different one might expect traditionally, specific to the mixed use affordable housing project that's kind of 
in the middle of that of that whole block seven development it's kind of a unique design with the angled buildings and what what was the what was the thought process behind that and is there an advantage to it or is it more just stylistic well i think it's a combination a lot of a lot of thought went to it a lot of considerations you know obviously the architecture wanting to you know kind of fit within downtown and, and pay some respects to the history of reading but also you know bring some new architectural styles and some new uh, exterior finish looks to it but overall design really was to capture some of the views from downtown. Uh, one of the things that I learned just as you as you go up vertically in downtown, the views are absolutely spectacular. The building is laid out to take advantage of the views downtown and allow circulation through the building. Those bottom levels, as you mentioned, the building is consisting of three separate wings. We've got a north, south, and a middle wing, and they're connected by bridges. The spaces between and through the buildings feature courtyards and active, open commercial space and retail space where people can have outdoor, potentially outdoor dining and outdoor retail space, as well as just place for the tenants to have courtyards and enjoy Reading's beautiful outdoor weather. So it's just a whole combination of factors that the architects settled on. And you're right, it is unique. It's going to be beautiful. And uh, we're excited to share some of those images. This is just the beginning for downtown. I mean, there is this a is lot the more work going on. I mean, I, I think everybody's really excited for Market Street to open up and for Market Center to open and, you know, there's a, a lot of excitement around that, but there's so much more coming. Of course, there's another street circulation project coinciding with all this, similar to what we saw with uh, the Market Center and the Downtown Street Circulation Project. So all those have plans have been approved, and that's gonna it's gonna rebuild the California Market Alley. It's gonna extend Butte and Yuba Streets uh, from the alley west out to California Street. And the look of these new streets will be similar to what we see with the you know, the Market Center project and Market Street and Butte Street with the combination of pavers and decorative concrete and asphalt. Some of those landscape amenities and in terms of the trees and the, the tree grates and the rusted metal, you know, truncated domes to delineate the streets and, and the path of travel in those areas. So it's going to have that same beautiful look that was really well received. And so it's really going to complement the project and just extend the, that really quality look of the streets and the pedestrian ways through the core of downtown. So that's all happening, kind of coinciding with all this construction work. And that's gonna start, it'll be built incrementally up and down the alley, as well as Butte and Yuba streets starting this summer and 100% completion of those streets, probably in early January of 2023. Uh, speaking of Market Center, I know we've, we've heard from the community some questions around those commercial spaces in Market Center. It's K2 who, who's tasked with leasing those spaces to commercial tenants. Do you guys have any updates on what's happening with those commercial spaces in Market Center or shops or restaurants and timeline on, on that at all? K2 is really trying to program that space uh, with really good solid tenants. They don't want to just fill that space. They want it to be programmed correctly. And so they're taking their time with that. I would anticipate that there'll be some tenants occupying that space by the end of this year, but they're actively negotiating and really reaching out and marketing that space. So I would expect some really cool tenants when they do land uh, and get those secured. And then on, on that same note, obviously the Placer Heights building, Kitty Corner to Market Center, it looks like the residential piece of it is done. And that one, I believe, has commercial space on the ground floor as well. Do you guys have updates on the on the Placer Heights building? You know, my last conversation with Brent was that they would start doing the tenant improvements this summer. And so they're waiting for the, some of these COVID restrictions to lift before they get too far invested on a restaurant that would only be occupied at 25 or 50% capacity. So they want to come out of the gate at a good time. So I would anticipate probably in the in the summer would be the best goal on that, just for start of improvements. 
I know that these aren't city projects, but if you have any updates on the bike depot project or the Shasta County Courthouse that's go- that's going up. As far as the bike depot, the Bell Plaza, the, the cafe and the bike depot is, is under construction now. They are currently working on the foundation work and footings. So I think overall that's about a 12-month construction period. And j- jumping back to parking, Steve, I know you touched on, on parking earlier with, with regard to kind of what's going on. One of the other pieces of that is is now the spots on Market Street adjacent to Market Center up and down and some of those side streets that are two-hour parking that will soon be enforced by, uh, by the uh, parking officers. Can you talk a little bit about that? The new sections of Market Street, Butte Street, and Yuba Street are now under a two-hour time restriction. They are signed. They're not metered, but they're signed, and they'll be monitored. We will begin to enforce those those parking times within that area. It's really important because as property owners are starting to program their commercial space along those street frontages, we want to have turnover parking in there. And so we're doing it to support the local businesses and the small storefronts that are down there. And just it's it's really an amenity to help them out. And, you know, that's why we do it all throughout downtown. I know that there's a question from the community. They always think, oh, you know, the city's just wanting to generate revenue. And that's really not the case. The case is we're doing parking management because downtown has limited parking and we want to create turnover to support the businesses. And and so we keep that effort. And now that more activity is downtown, it's more important for us to keep that parking management as one of our number one priorities to, to keep that flowing, keep the turnover happening. The city is working on alternate modes of transportation downtown so that you don't have to park if you didn't want to. So there's the diesel horse to downtown project that's that's going to try to build out some more bike and ped lanes and bike and ped areas are being built into all the other areas that are under construction downtown. I mean, are there any other PSAs you want to share with the community on just downtown in general? Well, you know, in, in regards to that downtown landscape and the variety uh, of transportation modes that can utilize downtown is one of the keys that came from the downtown specific plan. And so it's developing that way. You're, you're right. We have cycle tracks coming in to help facilitate bike activity through downtown and even ped, you know, pedestrian activity through downtown. You'll see now that the streets are open, there's a lot of pedestrian activity in downtown in the core, especially in the evenings and on the weekends. It's a very busy area. And, you know, the downtown civic plan isn't designed around the automobile anymore. And of course, automobiles are a consideration within that, but we're really wanting to promote the bikes, the peds, the, you know, intermodal facility and bring those into our downtown and and give people options so that they can park, not in the core, but they could park outside the core and then take alternative means to get into downtown. The California Street uh, cycle track is another dedicated bike lane that takes people again, from the core of downtown along California Street to uh, Division Street. We also have the Trinity Street Bikeway, which is going to kind of further that California Street loop and the D-Source of downtown to get people down to the Turtle Bay area in the Civic Auditorium. So a lot of exciting bikeways coming. And if I could ask a question about the Diesel Horse to Downtown project, we've we've gotten some feedback on social media that there's people don't understand why that portion of Riverside Drive was permanently closed to vehicular traffic. Can you give a quick synopsis over why the city made that decision there? The engineers and the city planners who worked on that, there was a lot of outreach and a lot of you know community meetings to discuss the project and kind of the needs for that. And so I think it was, there was a consensus among, you know, those participants closing that street and making it a dedicated bikeway was the right thing to do. And, you know, I think it'll be a a fantastic 
routes. And I think people will just get used to not using that particular street as a, as a kind of a cut through shortcut. I think it'll be worth it in, in the end. Those community stakeholders, were those neighbors and people who actually lived along that route? Yes, everybody who's, you know, living along the route or adjacent to the route, you know, had a chance to comment and have their voices heard. And overall, as I mentioned, I think the consensus was that this was proper placement of, of the project. So it feels like most of the comments we've gotten are, are not from people who actually live on that street, but but more who use that street as, as a shortcut or a cut through. So there was right. concern that the city had kind of made that decision in a knee-jerk reaction, but it, I wanted to make it clear that there was outreach, especially to the people who lived on that street and that they were in consensus. That's correct. There was a there was a lot of communications. It certainly didn't happen overnight. This was in, in planning for, for many years. And so voices were heard. Certainly it is a popular shortcut. I mean, it's one that I would use probably pretty frequently on the job and, and in my personal life. So we'll just get used to find an alternate route. Mark and I participated the other night in a night walk downtown with a group from Healthy Shasta, from Viva, from the city of Reading, some property owners, developers. And we were just down in downtown. We're trying to really just identify any dark areas because for the city, we want to make sure that downtown is safe and well lit. So in that effort, you know, we've we've made some notes about areas that we're going to work with REU to analyze and see where we might be able to do some lighting improvements. And that'll take some time, but we're in that process. Mark and I'll be meeting with some of their distribution planners to make some of those uh, adjustments in downtown. But then also, you know, we also noted, noticed a lot of businesses are dark in the evening and, you know, they're, they don't have their outside lights on or their storefronts or their lights are off. And so we're going to be doing some outreach um, over the next few months, touching base with businesses and really work with them to try and light up their storefronts or even you know make them active in the evening so that downtown is safer because a lot of light comes from those adjacent properties or right along the sidewalk. So we're we're making some of those efforts uh, right now and and we'll have more for the community and as we kind of do more due diligence in that process. And just a reminder to community members, if, if you want updates on any of these projects that, that Steve and Mark have touched on today, or uh, to explore the interactive parking map or learn more about that downtown area shuttle routes and schedules, uh, be sure to visit cityofreading.org slash downtown, and you can find all that information on those pages. As a reminder, we are really looking for community feedback for this podcast. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for episodes, please email us at podcast at cityofreading.org. We'd love to hear from you and incorporate those questions into future episodes.